to the book of Jonah. Here in the book of Jonah, chapter 2, from verse number 1 to verse number 10, I will read this, follow with your eyes. <coughs> chapter 2 of the book of Jonah, verses 1 to 10, the whole chapter. <coughs> the Bible says here, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord um, his God out of the fish's belly. And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast um, me in, unto the, into the deep, in the midst of the seas. And the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. <clears throat> then I said, I am cast out of my sight. Yet... I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from the corruption, from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came, um, came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, uh, once again um, for this great opportunity that we can come to worship you in spirit and in truth. Bless this um, holy word. Bless these people also, God. And I pray that um, we will find favor uh, before your eyes. As we come tonight, Lord, um, it's not really of anything, uh, goodness out of our own, but because of your mercy, O oh God, that you have allowed us to come. And Lord, we are not worthy to come. But we thank you, O Lord, for and the great favor that you have given to us, Lord, that tonight we can um, be instructed, tonight we can learn and see your holy word. And we pray, O God, that our hearts are ready to receive your word tonight. And bless your people, bless all of us, Lord, that are here, and even all our members, uh, the people of our church that are not able to come. And I pray, Lord, that you will impress upon their hearts the importance of worship that they will not miss any opportunity, Lord, when our church is open. And I pray for your protection upon each one of us, and your blessing, Lord, upon your people, and your great blessing upon the faithful men and women of our um, church, and that, Lord, uh, we may uh, continue also to serve you faithfully. Thank you, Father, once again. Bless this um, passage of Scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, this is a, a very important city, uh, the place called Nineveh, and the Lord has been um, calling Jonah to, um, to go to this place because he wants the place to be saved. 
The Lord wants this city to be saved. Why God wants this city to be saved? Because there are a lot of people. Salvation is um, provided by God for all the people. That God um, wants to see people um, come to repentance. Now, this is the city uh, that is so large in those times. This is already a large populated city. And this city of Nineveh was a place where a very um, prosperous city, very um, um, uh, uh, people here maybe come and go and buy their products and buy their um, supply for their, for the homes and and it's just uh, it's a great city for market uh, for for industries and many others and um, this is located near the uh, Tigris River in probably Iraq and and again um, the, the the area is a good area it's a it's a place or uh, the population of 600,000 something and many houses probably uh, somewhere around I mean um, um, 1.3 million but there are uh, probably around um, 470,000 households or houses in this big city but if we if we compare this um, place to any um, progressive places, perhaps, you know, uh, there are so many places bigger than this in our days today. But in those times, this is one of the most progressive uh, place. And again, um, we, we uh, understand that the Lord is really interested in people. His interest in the souls of men and women. And He's calling upon us to, you know, um, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. What, when God is telling us uh, to lift up our eyes and look on the fields, that's my message last Sunday, the Lord is really wanting to awaken our senses, awaken our hearts, um, to see the need of the souls, to see the need of the people. And this is the same thing that God is um, moving in the hearts of um, Jonah. Jonah, look at these people. The great city, <clears throat> the city of Nineveh, and you have to you have to um, open your spiritual eyes in this. Uh, this. These are not just ordinary people. These are the people that have souls. And again, um, uh, Jonah has different perspective, and that's why um, there is a problem there of him going to um, this city. But again, you will see. Um, Oakland City is a large city now, bigger than Nineveh. We have a city before us that is so large that so much people and so much people that need the Lord. There are so many religions in our place. There are so many religions in our city now. And But again, you will see that a lot of them do not know the salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. I tell you, uh, I told you the story before about me. Um, I was, I was giving these tracks um, to th that area, and there are also some people helped me out. I remember uh, who was that before the, ch the children Nehemiah and uh, small kids like Irene um, putting all this. They cannot reach the, they cannot reach the uh, uh, litter box, so the, the parents will have to carry them and put the litter box, I mean the, the trucks in the litter boxes. And I received a letter, an email, uh, yeah, email from 
uh, one of those residences there and so angry in, in, the, in the email. And it uh, uh, seems like um, he's a green advocate, you know, green advocate. And uh, she was angry at us, you know, wasting the trees, <laughs> the trees, the paper that we use. And, and, and besides that, in, in her um, mailbox, there is this uh, sign, um, no junk mail. And then she emailed me, she, she, took, she took photo of the tracks that we had, and then telling me, Pastor, Kama, I'm a greenie. She's a greenie. And she said, um, um, it's appalling how you, and all that, all those um, bad words <laughs> that came there, angry words. And uh, don't, you real, don't you know that in my mailbox there's that sign, uh, no junk mail? If you do this again, I will take steps to prosecute you. <laughs> but I was wondering, okay, I said, uh, uh, yes, uh, dear ma'am, and uh, please let me know what's your address and I will come and pick it up. <laughs> she never replied to that email. Because if I can see her in person, I might be able to share the gospel to her again. <laughs> and she did not reply to that. And well, I said, I have no worries really of people will um, email me and get angry at me. I'm not that uh, a person that wants people to be annoyed. No, I'm not. Um, the, the reason being, we do not really know who among these people here that need the gospel at the moment. We do not know among, among whose people there that need the gospel. So that's why uh, it's better to put this um, gospel out. Now, another thing I realized, we have a vast city in Oakland. And um, I was thinking of putting trucks here and trucks there. And for sure, people will get angry if they will find out that there is this tracks not supposed to be uh, placed in those um, um, uh, mark um, letter boxes. And it seems like we are disregarding those, um, what's this, uh, sign. But I also realized in my house, in, my, in, in the house that I lived uh, in before, our, our mailboxes, there is this sign, no junk mail. And me, I'm okay if you put anything there, but I think there are people like me. <laughs> they just move into that place that have already these um, mailboxes that has this um, no junk mail sign. So I'm still hoping that people really will um, will be awakened and, and will receive the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, even the, through the tracks and, and yeah. the messages of the tracks. And also I, I, I recognize that if we begin to do it every single week and we only like covered around 70 to 100 houses in a week, if you compute that, the you know, divide that to the number of households in Auckland, there are 470,000 households in Auckland. It will take you 180 years to go back to the first, to the first set of houses. That means, you know, it's, it's okay to put all this around. I'm not um, worried if people really will get angry, but we are not trying to be annoying, but we are just wanting, we just want that they can hear the gospel and they can come to the Lord. 
That's all what we want in them. That's all what we desire. That they will call upon the name of the Lord. That is why, my friend, God calls us to deliver this message. I remember Nehemiah before, he was so little, and um, we, we went that part of the city um, giving, you know, um, um, little boxing. And when we went to Brother Mark's place in Richardson before, before they moved to um, Pocino, they, they live in Richardson's, Richardson Road, and in that hilly part of their driveway, and then the mailbox there sitting on the grass, you know, up up the driveway, then Nehemiah was looking at the uh, the little box. Mommy, oh, how did they say, man? Little box, little box. <laughs> there is always little box in, in front of the houses. So <laughs> because whenever we see little box, yeah, put it there. And then sometimes I put Nehemiah because he was so small. You see, um, it's a it's a great blessing, really, that uh, we can have. Uh, these people responding to what God wants us to do. Share the gospel. Deliver this message to the people. Jonah was a prophet. And he was commanded by God. He was uh, told by God um, to go to these places. He was God's messenger. He was God's, you know, mouthpiece. He was God's messenger to these people so that um, these people might be able to hear at least if they will hear the gospel and still they don't believe the gospel and they would die, let them die and go to hell. But hearing the gospel themselves. Because our job is not really to save people. I do not think that it is part of our, you know, um, um, role or it is part of our um, like job description to save people. Because we cannot save people. We can share the gospel as the Bible says in Acts chapter 5 verse 20. Go, stand, and speak to the people, and uh, at all this. Uh, um, how did it say? Five twenty. Acts five twenty. Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. So our job is to go and to stand and to speak. Salvation is the job of the Holy Spirit. All we need to do is attend to these things that we can do, but. The conversion of souls we cannot do. So therefore, let us not do the things that the Holy Spirit would do. But there are things that we can do, that we need to do. And that is to present this gospel to the people and let the Holy Spirit of God to work in the hearts of the people. And that is what Jonah was expected by, um, by the Lord. To go speak to these people because he was God's messenger. I'll tell you. Uh, there are a lot of people that will deny this, uh, even the story of Jonah now. Uh, a lot of people come up with the notion that uh, this, is not, this story is not true. Uh, but I will tell you, I still believe in this story. I still believe in the story of um, the, 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 uh, Jonah uh, being swallowed by the great whale. Why? Why I believe? It's very simple. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said so. Yeah. He made that example. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 40. Yeah. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 12, verse number 40. If the Lord Jesus Christ would deny the story of Jonah is not true, then I would deny it because he, he denies it. But the Lord confirms and affirms the, the, the story of Jonah to be true. He said this. He said this. For as Jonah is written in red, that means coming out from the mouth of the Lord Jesus. 
So that would tell me that what happened to Jonah there is indeed true. And it happened. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart, in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. You see, Jonah, not just he was a messenger there that, that the, the Lord wanted to spread this news and this gospel and this message to the people. Jonah was supposed to do that, but Jonas flee. Jonah, being God's prophet, he fled. In other words, he abandoned his job. All of us that will not share the gospel, I will tell you, we are also abandon abandoning our job. Because it is the job of every believer. It's not just the job of a pastor. This is a job of every believer to spread the gospel, to share the gospel to everyone. Now, if, you don't, if we don't do it, we abandon that job. The people of Nineveh, I will tell you, they are more obedient than Jonah. When the king said, oh, let's put on sackcloth and let's fast and let us afflict ourselves because our, the God of heaven is angry at us. The people obeyed. The people was so easy you know, to, to believe in God than Jonah. Jonah was so hard. Yeah. I'll tell you today, there are more hard-headed Christians than the unbelievers. Yeah. <laughs> the unbelievers are, are you know, can, can, can be considered a good, better people than the believers because yeah. the believers are really, you know, hardened in their hearts. God has more trouble getting his servant to go than in bringing Nineveh to repentance. Yeah. The whole city repented. The whole city got saved. But God's servant, Jonah, the prophet, the pastor, wow. The pastor was so hard-headed. He did not believe in God. He did not repent. But the people of Nineveh, they all repented. You see, it's easy for the people of God to disobey God nowadays. And that is so sad. But I will tell you what will happen to you if you disobey God. What will happen to you? What happened to Jonah will also happen to you. Yes. I'm not saying that, you know, you'll stand by beside the wharf and then the great whale will jump out and eat you alive. No, I'm not. It's, there, there might be no, you know, a whale involved in your own demise. But I will tell you, <laughs> there will be another scenario there that can happen. Yeah. The thing that will happen to Jonah will happen also to us. Jonah, his life will always go down. When he disobeyed the Lord, his life just going down and down and down. That's what happened to him. Notice this in Jonah chapter 1, verse number 1. Jonah 1, 1. Now the, um, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah and the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. For the wickedness is come, is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. He went down to Joppa. In, in, in verse number 3 again, notice this. He said, and, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So, so he paid the, the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them and to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa. He went down to, to 
to um, uh, to the ship and again in in verse number five he went down again he went down into the sides of the ship and then he went down into the bottoms of the mountains in in um, later part of the verse I mean the chapter you see our life really if we don't follow the Lord will just go down and down and down and down you see the, the Lord here took Jonah out of his comfort zone and 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 you see that the Lord also um, used a lot of things just to call the attention of Jonah but Jonah did not want to listen he was already determined not to listen to the Lord and his word so the Lord uses the storm and then what happened when the Lord uses the storm Jonah just slept it's as if like he's saying I don't care Lord I don't care whatever you do there I don't care he was just sleeping in the storm in the ship the the sailors already in panic in panic mode you can never see um, you know um, a sailor will go in panic you know even in a rough time it's just easy because it's normal to them but when you see the sailor um, you know being in panic that is that is already you know um, um, dangerous but the sailors here were in panic but Jonah was just sleeping there he was down in the bottoms uh, he was uh, sleeping there he was sleeping he doesn't care so the Lord uses the storm but Jonah still remained hard in his heart and then the Lord uses the sailors the sailors they look around whose whose fault is this something this is an extraordinary you know storm this is not ordinary maybe they found it that there's all all around them maybe from afar you can see the the sun the sunlight uh, all around them but in the midst of that water there's this great tempest in the sea so the sailors um, decided to find out figure out what's what's the problem here who's Who's the cause of this problem? So the Lord uses these people, um, the sailors, and he used the storm. And later on, the Lord uses the great fish. He uses the great fish. And again, I told you that, you know, it is uh, very dangerous um, when, when you are around a backsliding Christian. If you are in the surrounding of a backsliding Christian, Notice what happened to the sailors here. Notice what happened to the boat. The boat, they unload, they unloaded all their wares, all the, you know, um, uh, the, the cargoes. They emptied the boat just to survive because they cannot survive with, uh, with any additional weight there. But the waves and the, and the wind would not stop. So here, um, the boat suffered a lot because of the uh, the backsliding christian there in the boat when there is a backsliding christian all and everything around that christian will be in danger why because the lord is against that backsliding christian the, god's eyes was not uh, he was not against the sailors he was not against the captain of the boat he was not against the the, the engine people there he was not against the people at the top in the deck the lord is not against all the cargoes whatever they put in their ship the lord was not against the boat the lord was only against that man that on that person there that backsliding man that's the only person god is you know 
one thing to deal with. But it just so happened that all these people and all these millions of dollars of worth of products is just near the surrounding this person. And the Lord was dealing with this person. That is why the most dangerous you know, time of your life is when you are around a backsliding Christian. That is the most dangerous time in your life. You see, but tonight, the, there is a problem as we can see, but we will not focus on the problem of Jonah. We will focus and look at Jonah's awakening here. Something that, you know, um, came into his mind that he needs now to come to the Lord. <laughs> he needs now to surrender to God. And his surrender, um, he demonstrated his surrender by the way of his prayer. He prayed unto the Lord. Now let us focus about his prayer in Jonah chapter 2, verse number 1. Jonah chapter 2, verse number 1. First, it's interesting to see the location of his prayer. The location. All of us, you know, uh, enjoy the privacy of our room when we pray. Um, I do not know about you, but my, my, uh, my favorite spot, you know, when I pray is, you know, the side of the bed. And kneel down on the side of the bed. And it's, 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 a, it's a very comfortable place to, to pray. And I know that you also find some comfortable place to pray. And that is normal to us, to find where, where is this place where we are comfortable. Sometimes some people will put a stool there or a, a little table there uh, in their rooms and then they can pray. And we have, we have the luxury of our room, you know, no one will come into our room and, and our room is locked and then we can pray there. If, if, if people, uh, like other people, you will, they will lie down in like flat face really to, to the ground and, and, and pray to the Lord, that's fine. You can do that because you are just by yourself in your room. We find place of, you know, where we can really um, pray comfortably. And that is the location of our prayer. But Jonah has a very special location on his prayer. In verse number one, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me, out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. The location of his prayer is out of the fish's belly. My friend, tonight, I know that you have your own personal place where to pray, and for many times you don't really pray, and maybe... For many times, you just miss that prayer, and you don't feel like you need to pray, and you don't pray. And there is a time in our, we get home from work, and then there is still time to pray, supposed to be, but we don't. And we can have time to watch YouTube, you have a lot of time to watch in, you know, Facebook, and we have a lot of time to watch TV, and we have a lot of time to play, and we have a lot of time to do things, but we don't have time to pray. We miss that time to pray, you know, um, in that very solemn time of our, of our life that we can come to the Lord to pray. And we miss all of that and we miss them very often and even regularly we miss them. But just like Jonah, 
He missed maybe all his prayers here and there. He, he missed this time of prayer. He missed the time of prayer. And now he has to pray. Not in the comfort of his room. Not in the very place, cozy, uh, cozy place where he could pray. He is now going to pray out of the fish's belly. And that is the worst place, I believe, to pray. My friend, if you do not want to to take the joy of praying in a very comfortable place of your prayer time or praying place, and you don't want that place, you know, um, in, in your prayer time, do not wait until God will place you to the places where it's not really a good place to pray. Yep. Yep. Because it can be, instead of your the comfort of your room, to pray, you might be going to the emergency room to pray. It may be in another room that you don't want to be. And then there you will you have to pray because there's no other choice. There's no other way. Do not wait until such time that there is no other choice but to pray. Pray while we have all the choices in the world. Pray, giving importance to prayer while, you know, um, we, we, we are not in need yet. Because for many times we come to pray because we are in need. And God said, No, I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as a dissolution and, and your fear cometh as a whirlwind. Then they, they will they shall call upon me. I think Proverbs chapter 1, verse 22. Proverbs 1, uh, verse 22. Yeah, how long, uh, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn ye at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called, and you refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But you have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as a desolation, and your distraction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they pray. That's the time that they will pray. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Why? For that they hated knowledge, and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. Do not wait until such time, my friend. While we have the enjoyment of these comfortable places to pray, let us do that what God wants us to do, and Amen. that is to pray. Amen. Pray. Ask the Lord. Whatever, you know, sometimes in the, if we have, if we have um, in other places and most of the time you're out of our room, then pray, even in the garden, even in the kitchen, yeah. wherever you go in the house or whether at workplaces, Spend time to pray. Why? Do not wait until it's already, you know, there is the disaster already, then you pray. Do not wait for the time because that is what God said. They shall call me early. Now, you call God early because you have problem. If there's no problem, you don't call. Here, Jonah noticed that when he called upon God, although it was a very sad place to, to pray in, out of fish's belly, but notice here in that same verse, verse um, um, in verse number two, notice that. 
and, and, and John, John chapter 2 verse number 2 and said I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord and he heard me he heard me what a blessing the Lord heard him even in the deepest in the, in the, in the deepest part of the earth he was there in the deepest part of the sea and still the Lord up in heaven far away far above all heavens still heard the prayer of Jonah and he heard me out of the belly of hell cried I and thou heardest my voice you see and he heard me there are two lessons we can learn from this two lessons one um, God hears us anywhere wherever you are whatever place you will be and where, whatever place that you are in in your Christian life today the Lord can hear you when you pray. Another thing we can, we, can, we can learn really here is that it is far better to pray in normal surroundings than to wait until we are in a place of, you know, like this, abnormal place. Do not wait until you pray in the abnormal place while you can in the normal place. Pray. You see, again, if we are to pray, I believe that whenever it is that, will, that God will call you to pray, then the Lord will accept your person when you pray. It's very interesting location there. Another thing, not just the location of his prayer, we see also the reason why he prayed. And this is very common to Christians today. We have reason why we, we pray. Why? Oh, because we have problem. Uh, we pray because this is already the end of line. There's no way out. We need God's miracle. We pray because we are in that situation. The same thing with Jonah. Jonah, the reason why he prayed in verse number two, he stated the reason there. He said, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction. He prayed now because he has pain. Do not wait until you have pain. Then you pray. God wants you to pray even you are healthy, even if you are in safe, safety, even if you are in, uh, you know, um, uh, in abundance. Pray. Oh, I don't need to pray now because my job is very secured. And my money in the bank is more than what I need. And, and, and my mortgage or my, my rentals is all taken care of. And my, my mortgage of, of, of the car is fine. And, um, and in fact, I have another here, another extra money here. And, and I have investment there. And oh, I think I don't have to pray. No, do not trust. My friend, do not trust your money. Yeah. No one can trust his money and succeed in this life. You see? Where is that? Um, Proverbs, um, uh, Psalm 49, verse number um, 6 or something, or Psalm 49. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. Do not ever put your trust in money because if you do, um, it, it cannot help. Your money cannot help in times of 
affliction just like this of Jonah. Jonah's money will not work in here. He was already in the fish's belly. He was already there inside. He's just waiting for his destruction. He's just waiting for his dissolution there. He will become dis- he will be dissolved in the moment. You know that that the, the, the belly of the the stomach of the fish that that fish large fish that's whale uh, it can dissolve the, the the gastric juice of that whale is so powerful that can that can melt whatever is there in the belly and jonah was there ready to be melted by that gastric juice of the whale it's just a, ma- a matter of time it's just a matter of time a matter of time and then jonah will be will be you know um dissolved his body will be dissolved you see there's no amount of money that can help it but again he prayed be, the reason why because of his affliction do not wait until that time to come in your life and again he he fled from god and i will tell you it is not a good idea to 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 flee to run away from the lord it is not a good idea to backslide because this Jonah backslid. He backslid and, and again in the first place running away from God is impossible. You cannot run away from God because no one can get away from God. David said this in Psalm 139 verse number 1. David said this, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast no, uh, thou hast no, uh, thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine uh, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. There is no dark in in God's eyes. There's no place that we can hide from the Lord. There is no way. It is impossible. A lot of people in the past have tried it. Jonah one example. He tried to hide from the Lord. But he could not hide. He was hiding in, 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 the, in, the, in the inner part of the ship. He was hiding there. But he could not hide. He was there even in the side of the, uh, the, the fish's belly. But he could not hide from the Lord. There is no place that you can hide from the Lord. That is why, do not try. Do not try. Why? There is no escaping. There is no escaping from God. Jonah could not escape from God. David said here he could not escape from the Lord. So Jonah, being 
the servant of God, the mouthpiece of God, the messenger of God, the herald of God. He's supposed to be going there. He has a spiritual responsibility, but he neglected it altogether. He neglected his job, the responsibility that God has given to him. I will tell you, my friend, many of us are taking our spiritual responsibility lightly. Many of us have abandoned and neglected our spiritual responsibilities. We ought to be proclaiming the Word of God. We ought to be teaching our children the Word of God. We ought to be telling the people about the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be praying for the lost. We ought to be you know, doing something. But all these things we overlook. We overlook in our Christian life. Not knowing that you know the Lord will come soon and all of this. All of these people, if they will not be able to, if they will not hear the gospel now, and the Lord Jesus Christ will come now, that's going to be over. Yeah. And these people will be lost, and once we lost them, we lost them forever. Why? Because God is very clear in His, in his um, um, warning in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse number 18. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse number 18, when I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die. That person cannot escape from the Lord. If he doesn't have Christ, then that's it for him. Thou shalt surely die. And thou, you, Christian, giving him that warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thine hand. You see, Jonah neglected his respect. Uh, spiritual responsibility. Many Christians uh, uh, neglected their spiritual responsibility. Many of us um, neglected this job. My friend, um, you know, when, when we neglect God's, uh, our responsibility for the lost souls, when we neglect, uh, we are like uh, sleeping. We are like sleeping um, through the storm. Just like Jonah, he slept through the storm. He was just sleeping. He's taking it easy, you know. Um, even the Lord already chastised it. You know, the Lord already like um, 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 blowing the, the strongest wind possible um, for that boat so that Jonah will come out from, from, the, from his sleep. Now, Jonah now taking it easy. He was taking easy with chastening. A lot of Christians, even though they are already chastised by the Lord, but they are taking it easy, as if nothing happened. As if the Lord, this is not the Lord's hand, this is something else. No, be careful when, when you are in something in your life, uh, take it as coming from the Lord first. That's the first consideration. Lord, did I do something? Did I decide something against you? Did I do something wrong in my life? Why is this happening to me? Lord, if this is a trial, if this is a testing, I will put my trust in you, Lord. I trust in you. But Lord, if this is something I have done that is wrong, that is why these things are happening, please, Lord, forgive me. Lord, please cleanse me by the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ. And when once you do that, then hopefully that is going to end that suffering because sometimes Christians, they don't realize that things are happening to them, it is a chastisement, not a trial. Only two things will happen to us when we have something bad happening. It's either trial or chastisement. Jonah here, all this wind blowing to the boat and it's like breaking the boat. 
breaking it. But Jonah was sleeping, yeah, sleep well. He was taking it easy. Taking easy with chastening. It's as if like, whatever you do there, Lord, whatever you do there, I, will, I don't care. Jonah was thinking, oh, I don't care. The storm was God's, uh, was God calling Jonah's attention. God is calling Jonah. God, the Lord will not say yell from heaven, Jonah, Jonah. No, the Lord will not say that. The Lord, when God calls, sometimes He uses the storm. <laughs> you have you you better pay attention. When God calls in your life, you better pay attention. Because the Lord will not stop right there. He will do something more, something more, something more until you give in. But Jonah, nah, nah, I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. He wants to sleep through the chastening. You see, you know what God did there? It's like Jonah saying, okay, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> the Lord was challenged by this man. Okay, you, don't, you ignore me, God said. You don't care about my warning. You, you want to sleep there? All right, I will let you sleep, but not there. I, want, I will let you sleep. There in the fish belly. <laughs> you have all the time. Jonah, just sleep there all the time. You have all the time to sleep there. Until starting from your toe, all the way to the top of your head will be melted with that gastric juice. <laughs> you see, the Lord said, That's, okay, Jonah, this is what you want. Okay, you want to sleep there? I don't want you to sleep there. That's not the right place for you. <laughs> He was thrown, he was thrown overboard. He was thrown by the sailors overboard. And of course, the Lord prepared the great whale and just swallow up Jonah. So easy. No sweat. You see, now inside the fish's belly, he was, the word, what's the word? Afflicted. Notice again, notice the word there that he uses. In verse number 2, Jonah, um, um, Jonah chapter 2, verse 2, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction. He was afflicted. That means so much pain. That, is, that means so much, so much struggle there. There is discomfort that he could not explain. Because the environment is so hot, and this like um, um, acid, the gastric juice there is acid. He is killing him, and he cried. That's the time he cried, Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> he cried. He said, "Out of the belly of hell cried I." Hell. That means not literal hell. Maybe because he was just there. It's just so hot. That place is so hot because that is God's creation. Everything that will come inside that stomach of, that of the fish will melt. Everything will go in there will melt. And it's just maybe around, you know, um, several minutes from there, he will melt. He will begin to melt. And he will die there because of the temperature that's so high. And then the Lord cast him into the deep 
And uh, that's what Jonah said in verse number 3. Verse number 3, the reason why he was afflicted because it was so hot. He, he cried there and he was in verse number 3, For thou hast cast me into the deep. He, he recognized now who cast him. It was, it was not the sailors. It was not the sailors. It was not the captain's command to throw him overboard. He knew and Jonah recognizes the, the, the reality that these people used by God to throw him overboard. Amen. So, in fact, the one really that threw him overboard is the Lord. That's why he said here um, in verse number 3, For thou, that's singular, you. But you, who's that singular? There were so many people there in the boat. He did not, uh, uh, he, he did not use the, the word for they, but for thou. That means singular. Oh, he knows that it, is, it was God who cast him into the deep. For thou had um, hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy bellows and thy waves pass over me. And notice again, very interesting word when he said when he said here, all thy bellows. That means. The Lord owns the billows <laughs> and the waves owned by God. Right. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. So everything there in that wide raging sea is from the Lord. It is all God's. It belongs to God. You see, the floods compass me about, thy billows and the waters compass me about, even to the soul. His pain was so much. He could not bear it. This is what happened, what will happen to a person that will try God. This is what will happen to a person that will try to, you know, uh, to fight against God. My friend, brothers and sisters, do not ever think to fight against the Lord. Do not. Because we cannot win against the Lord. And, and besides this, the Lord is so gracious. Why we should fight against Him? The Lord is so beautiful. The Lord is so kind to us, merciful to us. He only thinks good for us. Why should we fight against Him? That's why I cannot find reason there. Jonah is always at fault. Jonah is at fault. Oh, Pastor, you just don't realize how, how did Jonah feel. You don't you don't take into account how these people in Nineveh fighting against people of Israel and, and they beat him and they kill him and then they mock them and, and they will just wreak, they wreak havoc of this community and, and it causes Jonah to have hatred towards these people and it's just, it's just normal. But no, when God said whatever it is, then obey it and take it. Amen. Take it from the Lord. Do not fight when, 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 when God said, you know, do something, just, just do it. Do not justify your, your um, um, action in, in opposition to what God wants. Sometimes people will say, oh, you don't understand the whole story. No, no. We understand the story. God is against it. That's it. The weeds were wrapped about my head, Jonah said. Oh, this is terrible, terrible situation with Jonah. So we see the location of his prayer. Then we see also the occasion of his prayer because of affliction. Um, I mean, the reason now this time is the occasion. 
the occasion of his prayer. Jonah chapter 2, verse number 7. Jonah chapter 2, verse number 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. You know, he did not pray in the occasion of celebration. All of us, we pray when there is celebration. And by the way, tomorrow is a Sister Arnley's birthday. So, <laughs> we, will, we will pray, of course. We will pray about it. Why? Because it is a celebration. Every time we have a celebration, we would pray. Sunday, um, following Sunday, we will have our anniversary celebration. Of course, that is the moment of prayer. A, a place, a time to pray. Always in that occasion of celebration, we pray. But I will tell you, Jonah did not pray um, uh, in, the, in the occasion of celebration. He did not pray because there was a victory in his Christian life. He did not pray because there was a church triumph. Um, he did not pray because there was, you know, great blessings from heaven. He did not pray about it. He prayed, why? When his, when his soul fainted with him, within him. He only prayed, he only, you know, bent his knees when his soul is fainting. That is so much affliction, I will tell you. When, when the soul of person faints, that is, there, there might be some like, um, you know, uh, a person that has sickness in the body, and there is loss of monetary value, and there is loss of relatives, and something come together. That is that what can make the soul faint. Jonah was in that condition. He was so down um, emotionally, uh, you know, physically, and financially, and in, in his religion, and his position, and his everything about him is down. He is now on the rock bottom. And that is why his soul fainted. I'm, I'm telling you this so that you can, you can evaluate the position of Jonah. And the reason why he prayed. Because his soul fainted within him. He waited until this moment. That's my point. Christian, do not wait until you hit the rock bottom of your Christian life and that's the time you pray. Yeah. Do not wait because God is calling. God is calling us to pray. Amen. You see, he prayed when his soul fainted within him and Jonah was now at the end of himself. He waited until he reaches the end of himself. Sometimes, you know, it's like us. It's very much like us. When we have sickness, when we have sickness, what will happen? You go to the doctor and then buy this medicine and then buy this medicine again and then try this medicine and try that medicine and use this money. Oh, this one is a little bit expensive. Try this. This one uh, not, not working. Try this. A little bit harder medicine. Try this. And this, this one is a new invention. Try this. And, and try everything until your money is gone. Financially, you, you hit the rock bottom. You tried everything with your money and nothing happens. And then, when, when, when you hit the rock bottom of your life, that's the time that you call upon God. 
Why? Because people sometimes they waited until the end of themselves. And that is so sad. Jonah was like that. He waited until he was right there at the rock bottom. At the end of himself. End. He was already at the end. If he had, when he was in, um, when, when he was still in, um, um, where was he in, um, he was in Tarshish? No, no. Uh, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry um, against it, for the, for the wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa. So instead of him going to, um, to um, Nineveh, he went to Tarshish, opposite direction. In other words, he ran away from the Lord. He ran away. Right there, went into Joppa, and then the ship, he ran away. He keeps on going, and then going down into the ship to hide from God. Run away, run away, run away. And you know what? Until such time that he arrives to the belly of the fish, he could not run away anymore. There's no way for him to run away. He was already there at the end. That was the end. No more running. <clears throat> There is not much space inside the whale's belly to run. No more spiritual deafness there. Everything he thinks about God. No, no other consideration. He does not think about the, you know, uh, um, the, the windows of his house. He does not think about the floor. He does not think about the, wall, uh, the, the roof. He does not think about the paint. He does not think about anything about the house. He does not think about his uh, car keys. He does not think about anything. What he thinks right there in the fish belly is the Lord. There's nothing else to think about there but the Lord. No more spiritual deafness for Jonah. He pretended for many times not to hear God's command. Now he volunteers to recall God. He volunteered himself. God is calling him, he ran away. God's calling him, he jumped into the ship. God's calling him, deep into the ship. Now he could not run anymore. But there was this something that happens to Jonah, the change of heart. His heart was changed. You will see that in, in um, um, I think in verse number, um, where is that that he remembers the Lord? He remembers the Lord. Verse number 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. So he voluntarily remembered God. He voluntarily recalled God. Why? Because he was so hard. God is calling him. He tries to mm, cover his ears. A lot of Christians, maybe today, a lot of Christians are still covering their ears. Time will come that that Christian will open his ears and see whether he can hear God from somewhere. Because he needs God. This person, Jonah, at first covering his ears from God's call, now have his ears wide open, thinking, where is God now? He remembered God. Then he promised to the Lord, Lord, 
a sacrifice. I will sacrifice unto thee. Lord, I will give my sacrifice. Lord, I will pay that vow that I vowed unto you. Lord, I will, I will promise you, Lord. I will give you whatever I can give you. Lord, please help me in this situation. A lot of Christians are like that. Lord, all is yours. My life is yours, but help me now. <laughs> Salvation is unto the Lord. Now here, uh, Jonah said, Salvation is of the Lord. That is the time where there is no way where to run for Jonah. You see, in conclusion here, we learn that God's deliverance of Jonah was a miracle deliverance. Jonah, by a miracle, found himself on dry ground. Just all of a sudden, the fish just vomited Jonah out of the belly. And he was still alive. Praise the Lord for that. Because God's faithfulness, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Jonah has no reason at all to be alive. After what he has done to the Lord, he has no reason to be alive. But the Lord is so merciful. I will tell you tonight, if you have problems with the Lord, the Lord, you have done something wrong to the Lord, and we do, and you come to the Lord and repent from your sin, the Lord will deliver you out of your trouble still. Why? Why He did that? Because God is faithful. Amen. We are not faithful, but our God is faithful. Amen. You see, the word of the Lord came the second time to Jonah. That means that our God is a God of second chance. You failed God in your life? Start today. Start today, then renew that commitment. Lord, if you give me another chance, by your grace, I will be faithful to you. If the Lord will give you that chance, and I know he will, call upon the Lord. Call upon God and renew, renew your, your commitment to the Lord. And ask the Lord, Lord, give me another chance. I have failed you in my life, Lord, but this time, Lord, please give me another chance. Jonah was given a chance to serve God again. If there is someone that does not, does not deserve to be in the service of the Lord, that's Jonah. But God was so faithful to him. And I know that God also will be faithful to each one of us. If we commit ourselves again unto the Lord. It's not too late. It's not too late for us to be used by God. If you allow yourself to be used by God. And He will use you. Why? Because not just that He wants you to do these things. But He loves you to be blessed. God wants to bless you. But you have to obey Him. You have to do His bidding. And, and obey Him at, at all times. And once you do. Then the Lord will bless you. Because it is his desire to bless you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's come to the Lord. Let's take this moment of um, to repent, perhaps. If you, have, if you feel that you have done something against the Lord and, and, and you want to ask God for a second chance or forgiveness in, your, in the things that you have done, uh, you may do so and um, come to the altar and speak to the Lord. While we have this opportunity tonight, let us come to the Lord and seek the Lord's blessing. And seek the Lord's working in our lives. And He will bless you. Amen? Amen? Come.
Here come, we will pray here. If um, the Lord is speaking to your heart tonight, you failed God, and we know that we failed God, and I know that I failed God, and we come to Him today and ask Him, Lord, I ask you, O God, to be merciful upon me. Give me another chance. Give me another chance, Lord. And help me, O God, to fulfill your plan in my life. If that is you tonight, come. Come. The Lord will bless you. And the Lord will always bless you. And He just loves it when you come to Him and ask before His throne. You can come before His throne. All of us can come. But are you willing tonight? Are you willing to speak to Him? If there is problem that um, you know it's only the Lord that can help you, then come. And if the Lord will um, give you the favor, then come. And I know that He will give you the favor also. Our God is a merciful God. He is a beautiful God. And this is our big chance to come before Him and speak to Him. And He will bless you. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this evening. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your words. Lord, bless us with all blessings. Help us, Lord, in our infirmities. Forgive us, Lord, of all our sins. Help us, O God, not to give in to sin in our lives so that, Lord, we can be used by you. We can be a clean vessel for your work and help Lord your people that desire to be holy and I pray Lord that you will just give them um, that power you will just give them Lord uh, what they need in their lives Lord to fulfill your plans and bless your people O oh God and give them their heart's desire Lord tonight I commit to you our commitment and bless these people Lord that um, uh, that have expressed their um, willingness lord to be used by you and their commitment lord or whatever commitments that they have given lord i pray oh god that first and foremost you are honored in all our commitments tonight you are honored lord with our lives and that lord you will um, fulfill these people's desire and give them lord their heart's desire and help them oh god in their everyday walk Thank you, Father, for your um, um, mercy also upon us. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. Bless these people once again. Give us victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand and let's sing that final hymn.